When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest market outlook from Sask Wheat. Markets remain very volatile, partly due to the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine and the impact of rising interest rates and inflation. We have an update on harvest in the southwest and southeast part of Saskatchewan. Real Agriculture talks about the impact of Hurricane Fiona on the Maritimes. The Ministry of Agriculture highlights a study on supplementing cattle with canola meal rations. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The latest Sask Wheat Outlook says the grain market remains very volatile. Market analyst Marlena Borsch says the rising value of the U.S. dollar and uncertainty about Russian moves against Ukraine make it difficult to forecast grain values. In the Black Sea, values remain nominal, with the trade wondering just how the situation will develop following Friday's forced referendums in the Ukraine. There are reports about a rift between Russian President Putin and Turkish President Erdogan. President Erdogan was set to hold high-level government meetings on Friday, at which current Russian agreements, the Russian payment system MIR, and possible Western sanctions on Turkey were discussed. However, with Turkish inflation above 80%, the government preceded the meeting with another shock by lowering interest rates by 100 points, taking the lira to a new all-time low of 18.4 against the US dollar. Also, there are rumors, rumors that protesters are fighting back over the draft mandate in Russia and that prominent politicians are also speaking out against it. To summarize what we consider the most significant events during the past week. Well, spring wheat harvest in Canada is still not finished, as mentioned, and yield estimates vary from 43 to 70 bushel per acre. Durham movement has been slow, but bids for Northeast two quad have improved to 11 and a quarter, and from Feb March positions to 11.90 per bushel. We continue to be concerned about the Canadian rail company's willingness to move enough grain. This year, the crop is about 60% bigger than last year's, and rail companies have not been clear on their readiness or willingness to move the much larger crop. Spring wheat harvest in the U.S. is wrapping up. The quality is very good, and with mostly grading a number one, and average protein is high at 14.4%. A lot of the U.S. winter wheat area is still under drought condition, with estimates of 57% stressed. 
In the markets, U.S. wheat remains uncompetitive. In fact, U.S. FOB values have extended their premium over EU wheat with hardware winter almost 80% above German wheat and software winter pushing 50% against French wheat. The spreads against nominal Russian wheat values are even more notable with Russian wheat some $30 below French wheat and $40 below German wheat. In terms of numbers, the International Grains Council raised its forecast for the 22-23 wheat crop by 14 million tons. Most of the increase in production went to ending stocks, which rose 11 million tons from last month to 286 million tons. That's up 6.4 million from last year. Russian production accounted for 5.8 million tons of the increase in production. However, Russia only has capacity to export about 36 million tons, so ending stocks there are forecast to rise 11.2 million from last year. Drought remains a major concern in Argentina, with much of the country um, suffering from dryness. Bash dropped good to excellent ratings by 1% to new low of 14% compared to 49% last year. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiles the weekly market report for the Sasquatch Web. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca. And your Prairie Co op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. Harvest is virtually complete in southwest Saskatchewan. The crops extension specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chant, says many farmers faced dry weather and other problems this growing season in the southwest. A lot of the crops are, are off in this corner of the province, maybe just a little bit of cleaning up here and there. Things came off fairly hot. We had some fairly warm temperatures, so that might be something to kind of uh, keep monitoring your bins after harvest would be a good idea for that. Yields kind of in a range. I know there were some areas that were fairly hit hard by gophers and grasshoppers, and then it was really hot and, and dry kind of in later July and into end August when everything was filling. So lower than usual, for sure. So some rain would definitely be good, especially going into fall where it's pretty dry. In the southeast, harvest could take another three weeks to wrap up. The crops extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says harvest completion varies by district. Well, Jim, that varies according to, of course, what part of the southeast you go to. There are some areas they're 100% done. You get south of Weyburn, most of that's already been taken off. You get into, like, the Fillmore area, there's a lot gone. But there are still areas in Glen Avon. We still have a bunch of canola that's out. We have a few cereal fields also. You get over down into the southeast, of course, down by Carlisle and Carnduff and on that whole neck of the woods, we're still looking at soybeans in the field and, of course, corn. And there are the the canola fields yet, and, and, and there are an odd cereal field here and there that's still out there. I imagine some flax still to be harvested waiting for a frost. Oh, of course. You bet. Yep, I, I totally forgot about the flax. Excuse me. Yes, there's quite a bit of that. There are some guys, though, that have, you know, after the desiccation studies that were done at IHARF, uh, they are, have been out there, and they've got them desiccated, and I have seen quite a bit of flax now that's down in the, down in the swath rate, waiting to be combined. So I'm glad you reminded me of that, too. The southwest suffered a lot of dryness this year. How is the yields look in the southeast? 
I haven't heard anybody complain yet. And in fact, I was talking to one gentleman from the Glen Avon area yesterday, and he said he was coming in with Durham at 18% protein. His yields were not as happy as he would have liked them to be, but he said at that high of a protein level, he was he was really surprised. I have hearing real decent yields, and the big thing is we've got the issue of, you know, we had so many rains that there is some quality coming up when the guys are going to the elevator. They're getting questioned about their ergot and their fusarium. So that is an issue down here this year, particularly ergot. When do you expect harvest to wrap up in the southeast? Well, now that's going to be somewhat dependent on Mother Nature. We thought around Glen Avon last week that they would have it just about all done. And then, of course, Mother Nature came in and we had rain Friday and into Saturday last week. So it totally is dependent on what Mother Nature says. But looking at the weather report, it looks like I would say the majority of the canola and cereals should be done in another week here. Of course, the soybeans, they're going to let Mother Nature dry them down for them. So let's say total... Give it another, I say, three weeks, just because of the fact that we have such a variety of crops down here. And and we've got the, you know, let Mother Nature dry your flax and your soybeans, save some money. And it's all getting in the bin. And what I'm really seeing out here is the large amount of grain bags. I mean, that's telling me the yields are doing really well because I'm even seeing grain being piled on the ground this year again down here. So above average? I'm still saying that. You betcha. I said it earlier in the year, and I'm saying I'm sticking with that one above average. You betcha. Jerry Roberts is the Crops Extension Specialist in Weyburn. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk about Tropical Storm Fiona and how that storm has really wrecked havoc across the Maritimes. There is an agricultural part to this, of course, with some of the the potato harvest, as well as uh, livestock like dairy farms, just to name a few. Here to break it all down, I believe it's their second week in a row on the show, is Mary Robinson of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Mary, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me back, Sean. I'm kind of disappointed as to why this time. <laughs> it's not the best <laughs> conditions here, but uh, great to be able to connect with you and give you a glimpse into what farmers here are facing. You know, when I was talking to Lori from the CFA office, she had mentioned, you know, Mary's been without power, running on a generator. Sort of take us inside here what farmers are currently going through as they, as they deal with the wreckage. Sure. So I said to a friend in Saskatchewan earlier today, I said uh, the the air is a buzz here with chainsaws, generators, and people screaming at their insurance brokers. <laughs> we uh, we saw this storm roll in Friday night. We had winds over, you know, 150 kilometers. Uh, it ended mid-afternoon Saturday. It dumped anywhere from 60 to 120 mils of rain. Um, so what we're seeing now, uh, people are taking stock. Obviously, a, a huge amount of trees down, wreaking havoc 
on our power grid and, and just getting around to, to try to assess damage and to try to repair things. So initially we had no power on the island. Our, our power went out at 1 a.m. at home uh, and we're still without power at home. Our farm got power uh, Sunday afternoon. So, you know, it's kind of sporadic. Right now we have just over 62,000 customers on the island with no power. And that, that's that's really hard, obviously, for everybody that's, uh, you know, most of our, our dairy farmers have generators to run things. But when we look at potato harvests and getting power to storages that might be remote, uh, that that's going to be tough. Um, we're probably looking, you know, for those kind of more remote locations to be well over a week. Yeah, no, nobody has a crystal ball to say when, but we certainly, um, we know it's going to be a while. So... We've seen, uh, as you said in your lead-up, uh, devastation. Uh, I understand mm-hmm. there's about eight dairy herds that have had to be ro- relocated. We've got potato warehouses uh, missing roofs and walls and doors, and you know it, it does just go on on the structure side of things. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep talking or you want to ask me more questions, but there's yeah. I, so it, yeah, that's a very good description. Did it hit all the maritime provinces? How many provinces and how big of an area, I guess? Sure. So it was the Maritimes plus Newfoundland. So you can say the entire Atlantic region. So when when we look at Newfoundland, you know, predominantly a lot of their agriculture happens on the west coast around Deer Lake, Corner Brook. And that's not too far from Port of Basque, which I think everybody saw people's homes being washed away. So there was some uh, heavy impact, but I think it's fair to say uh, it was a bit isolated to that area. I know people in Lower Cove that uh, fared okay, uh, and they're, they're sending me notes saying PEI got hit worse than Newfoundland. I spoke with Wayne Simmons. Uh, he's the CFA rep out of uh, the Cornerbrook area, Deer Lake, and uh, he said they, they'd been hit hardest on the West Coast. So, uh, you know, we've got uh, dairy and chicken all over uh, Newfoundland Island, and those, those folks have been hit. Um, in Nova Scotia, I think most of the damage, or the, the really intense damage, was in particular Cape Breton, eastern Nova Scotia, and the North Shore. So uh, we know, as I said in PEI, people are still struggling to get to places to assess the damage. Like, we haven't had a chance to look at any of our woodlots, and uh, I shudder to think of what they look like. So in Nova Scotia, we're hearing reports of the same kind of infrastructure damages in PEI. You know, roofs, barns, greenhouses, silos, you know, all of that. And again, a lot of people without power. Um, And we're seeing um, in Nova Scotia, same in PEI, a lot of concern about availability of fuel for generators. Uh, depending on your your situation, you may or may have a full tank on farm. I know one guy who doesn't have a generator on farm to even get it out of his tank. So um, a lot of concern as people are trying to plan for these longer extended periods without any power. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKR. The high 28 and the low of 7 degrees. Thursday, sunny with a high 31 tomorrow. The low 10. Friday, partly cloudy. The high 26. The low 10. Saturday, sunny with a high of 22. The low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 24, the low 7 degrees. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low plus 4. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 20. Normal high is 16, the normal low is plus 1. The sun rose at 6.54 this morning. It sets at 6.44 tonight.
And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at 30 degrees. The cold spot, Yorkton at 17. The roundup sees Estevan at 20, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 27, Weyburn 19, Yorkton 17. Regina, sunny and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Humidity is 36%, the barometer dropping 101.7. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 24 degrees. Winds are from the southeast at 5. Once again, Regina, sunny and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. Hi, I'm Justin Pryor with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. We're the number one choice when it comes to your trucks and diesel repair. When you want the best service on any of your vehicles, see us at Moose Jaw Truck Shop. On the road, drop in, no appointment necessary. We have loaners available so you can keep on running. Keep your vehicles in tip-top shape with the number one experts at Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit us on the web at moosejawtruckshop.com or call us today, 306-694-4644. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed across the province during the past week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froat says there was a drop in marketings this past week compared to the week before. Prices for feeder cattle were mixed again last week and ranged from unchanged to plus or minus $2 per hundredweight when compared to the previous week. So Saskatchewan feeder steers ranged from 316 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound category to 228.38 for the 900 plus pound category. The largest increase was seen in that three to 400 pound weight category with prices improving 550 per hundredweight from the previous week, ending the week 316 per hundredweight. And the largest decrease was seen at 150 per hundredweight for the five to 600 pound weight category, which ended the week averaging 269.75. And prices for Saskatchewan feeder heifers ranged from 249.38 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound weight category to 219.50 per hundredweight for the 800 plus pound category. It was four to 500 pound and six to 700 pound weight categories that had the largest and an equal increase of just over $2 per hundredweight. And the biggest decrease was seen in the 800 plus pound category with prices down $2 per hundredweight. And what were the factors behind these changes? Well, we had, dare I say, a more typical offering of calves coming to market last week. Pricing is overall quite good and well above last year prices by $32 to $49 per hundredweight across all the categories for steers and heifers. But some of the categories that dropped off from the previous week were likely just based on the quality and the size of the lots available. And the rising barley prices may also be pressuring the feeder price as well. What were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 6,853 head sold in Saskatchewan last week, and this is down from 
a larger week of 11,600 head the previous week. What happened with market ready cattle prices? The price for Alberta fed steers averaged 181.94 for the week and this is a dollar 15 above the previous week of September 16th which was at 180.79 per hundredweight and the price of D2 slaughter cows was down 266 per hundredweight from the previous week to average 101.59 per hundredweight and D3 slaughter cows had a decrease of 148 per hundredweight to average 88.88 per hundredweight for the week. Provincial Cattle Specialist Fonda Froats compiles weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture has issued some advice to producers on supplementing cattle with canola meal on fall pasture. Livestock and feed specialist Dwayne Summick in Kindersley outlines an important study from last year. Utilizing lower quality forages during the fall period is a key component in economically successful beef operations. Finding strategies that enhance animal performance and prolong the grazing period of pregnant beef animals and shortens the winter feeding period has been the goal of many research programs throughout the decades. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association started a project through the Agricultural Demonstration of Practices and Technologies program, which is funded by the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The project began last fall to demonstrate the value of providing supplemental canola meal to bred heifers grazing dormant pasture. Demonstration projects were located near Hodgeville and Big Beaver, Saskatchewan. The producer at Hodgeville split his group of 50 bred Charlet heifers into two groups of 25. The supplemented group received 37.5 kilograms of canola meal every other day, distributed into a trough while grazing 320 acres of crested wheatgrass pasture. The control group of 25 bred heifers were allowed to graze an adjoining crested wheatgrass pasture. The demonstration started September 30th and continued for 60 days. The heifers receiving supplemental canola meal gained 1.9 pounds a day compared to the 1.5 pounds gained by the unsupplemented group. The cost of the canola meal was 46 cents per head per day and when combined with the pasture cost of $1.75 per head per day, there was a total of $2.21 per day for a heifer. At Big Beaver, the producer had a group of 60 Black Angus bred heifers and an an additional 37 Black Angus cross commercial bred heifers. A group of 25 bred heifers were sorted out of the Black Angus heifers to be the unsupplemented control group, and the rest of the animals were provided with a mixture of 80% canola meal and 20% trace mineralized salt every other day beginning November 7th for 65 days. Average consumption of the canola meal and salt was 1.9 kilograms per head every two days. The pastures were approximately 900 acres each of native range. Bread heifers in the control group gained 0.2 pounds per day, while the supplemented bread heifers gained half a pound per day. The cost to pasture the bread heifers was $1.30 per head per day, and the supplement cost an additional 48 cents. 
Both producers estimated the alternative feeding program last year would have been providing oat or barley green feed at a cost of $3.20 per head per day. So this project demonstrates the cost savings that can be had with thoughtful supplementation. Assistance evaluating fall grazing and supplementation plans may be obtained by contacting your local livestock and feed extension specialist or by calling the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. This is Dwayne Summock, Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist in Kindersley with the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Coming up, the market update. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Matera prices for canola fell 260 at 803.92. One red spring wheat gained 956 at 41954. The rest were unchanged. Durham 42528. Feed barley 30287. Chickpeas 92595. Flax 62767. Lentils 70450. Oats 25532. Yellow peas 43113 and feed wheat 28956. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat rose 17 and a half cents at 960 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 27th. Our last regular sale was on September 14th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 93 cents to $1.03. D3 cows sold from 83 cents to 93 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. And good butcher Bulls sold from $1.27 to $1.37. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale here on September 12th. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold it to $2.55. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold it to $2.54. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold it to $2.54. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.60 and sold it to $2.76. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.60 and sold it to $2.76. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $2.41 and sold it to $2.58. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $2.23 and sold it to $2.45. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Day reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, today's quotes, two thirty four seventy nine per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Truth and Reconciliation Day is Friday. 
Friday. A special event will be held tomorrow at Mosaic Stadium in Regina to honor Michitowin Day. Canada's Governor General will speak at the event tomorrow with over 18,000 high school students, business leaders and members of the public gathering to discuss issues like the impact of residential schools. A Global First Nations Carbon Summit is being held Monday at the Atlas Hotel in Regina. Former Regina Mayor Pat Fiaco is Business Development Manager of Carbon RX, which is involved with the summit. The summit is important as part of a truth and reconciliation call to action to include Indigenous people in economic opportunities. The Global Summit places Regina as an international center in the space of carbon capture. Officials indicate land is a critical carbon sink and part of the long-term solution to combat climate change. Speakers include Chief George Cote of Cote First Nation, the CEO of the Saskatchewan First Nations Natural Resource Center of Excellence, as well as Canada's Ambassador to the UN, Bob Ray, and the Vice President of Climate Change at BHP. On the markets, the TSX is up 248 points to 18,556. The Dow has gained 362 points to 29,623. Oil is up $3.05 at 81.55 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.30 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast. Download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.